Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and black today. Mo Moten, Scott Colbranson. We are your guides through the latest in Raiders football. If you want to keep up with Raiders football, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can also download the free Odyssey app, which is where I listen to it. Yes, I just like to listen to Mo over and over again, not myself, just Mo. Right, Mo? I, I, uh, it's funny because I'd rather, I'd rather listen to you. I don't like hearing myself. I, I for just, I, just note. Listening to me out there, I think I actually sound different in person. For those who know me, you'd know I sound yeah. a little different in person than I do over over video. But, right, but. you have your your radio voice on now, right? Yeah, it's, no? it carries over the air. It's 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 <laughs> odd. It's a non dynamic. I'll explain well, that. Later. <laughs> but yeah, so so you could do that on the Odyssey app. You could do it wherever you get your podcast. Shout out to Mo's got some great family. They're subscribers. They live down south and they're listening to us. So shout out to Mo Moten's family down there uh, as our loyal listeners. We certainly appreciate uh, you guys listening and everybody out there. Yeah, shout out. Shout out, to Adam, shout out to the Moten family, the Adams family out there watching me in North and South Carolina. I appreciate y'all. Uh, family upstate New York, all the subscribers out there. You see, if you see all the, the comments and the, the great comments about me, it's probably my family, but you can join them <laughs> and say something nice about me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you get, we're getting all the nice Mo comments. Um, but Mo, speaking of comments, so so we have this kind of third segment. We're going to get into some things, but I I, I I didn't address it at the top of the show, but I want to now, which is our last show last Thursday, our interview with Marquette King. Right, we really wanted to talk to Marquette because we just found the story fascinating. I, I like the young man. I, I'll be honest. I I just in us talking to him off the air and whatnot, and yeah, it's it's a little glimpse. It's not uh, an in depth conversation or getting to know the guy over a meal or something like that. But I kind of like it. I wanted to hear a story. Um, and the story blew up, got, got picked up nationally on all sorts of websites, including your employer over at Bleacher Report, uh, as well as a bunch of others. And I was, I was surprised. I mean, a lot of folks in favor of, but a lot of people, I think, were turned off a little bit because they felt, although Marquette, I thought, did an amazing job. He said, yeah, maybe it was because of hate. I don't think he insinuated, although he's talked about it in the past, that it was a racial issue per se, Right. But but certainly it was that issue was there. And I, I saw the reaction from folks and it was really interesting because um, I like to hear I don't disagree. I don't agree with everybody I, I, I hear or listen to conversations, but I, I get them for value to listen to to try to put myself in that person's shoes and understand. And I still may disagree, but I find myself better off at least hearing them out. And I thought Marquette did a good job with that. I also thought that that he did a fine job of kind of just explaining to him why it matters. Um, were you surprised at all by the interaction or is that how you thought it would go as far as the Raider nation out there reacting to the interview? 
to me, there are two camps. There's one camp that says, you know, he played great for us, didn't love the penalties. No one does, but he played great for us, and I wish him the best. And there's another camp that says, what is he crying for? You know, he his you know his attitudes <laughs> what got him cut, and I get all of that. And when he, I, I just want to say, I don't want to put words in his mouth when he say, I think it's hate, and you said, I don't think you don't think it's racially infused. I, I think it's more of hate for his quote unquote hate for his personality. I, I think he felt yes. like his personality wasn't a fit for that coaching staff, and he didn't like that that his personality, the way he carried himself, on the field possibly, and that they wanted to send a message to say, okay, we're not going to tolerate this. So we're going to let that go. So that goes for all of you. If you're, if you're going to follow behind the Marquette King and, and and out there and show too much passion, we're, we might let you go because you're not a personality fit for this roster. Yeah, and maybe this isn't the best turn of words, but I always look at situations, and it's never black and white. And I'm not talking about race. I'm talking about why he was cut. Everybody, I, I engage with some people who were like, well, he got cut because of uh, the way he acted in the locker room. Well, no the sheet that he published that showed why he was released from the Raiders, it said performance. Now, maybe the Raiders were not being truthful with that and they wanted to do that. It's easier to check that box. I don't know why. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Um, but I always find it interesting that, that people jump to the conclusions. And I understand punters should not get penalties. They should not have one penalty, right? Unless it's a procedural penalty, penalty or something. But it's interesting, everyone's perception. And perception is reality. And I think this is where... Marquette has to overcome that and change people's mind. And that's on him, which is this idea that he had so many penalties. And I kept popping back because I did the research. He had five penalties in five years. Now, there was two games back to back where he had big penalties. And I think that's why in people's minds, they think he had so many penalties. Now, again, a punter getting five penalties in five years, that's a lot. I get it. And if he was a quarterback, nobody would mention it. I think positionally, too, people don't have it. But Remember, you talked about complimentary football, a kicker and a punter. The Raiders are very, very fortunate. They have two of the best in the game in Daniel Carlson uh, and A.J. Cole at punting now. And so they're very lucky. So Raiders fans are now spoiled by that. Uh, but but I, I like the redemption story. I don't care who it is. Uh, and, and I was glad to have that conversation and certainly appreciated everybody's feedback, whether you liked it or not. Uh, some people, was, I, I, the first three minutes that I checked out, I'm like, Okay, well, you didn't give him a chance. You didn't hear the rest of the conversation, which was unfortunate. But uh, but I just wanted to close the loop on that one. Um, and thanks for all the comments. But going to training camp, we started in Henderson on Monday. It's now Tuesday. Um, Mo, I want to get from you. We talked about positionally the questions that you have going into camp that the Raiders need to answer to have a successful 2022 season. But what else for you? What are other burning questions as you head into – this camp this week and into the preseason come the first week of August in Canton. Not too many questions on offense. I mean, the pecking order, maybe how are the carries going to be distributed between the running backs? There'd be questions there. Of course, the offensive line. But I think pretty much we, I think Alex Leatherwood is going to start. It's just where he's going to start. Is it guard or is it tackle? Because I, I believe, and Jesse mentioned it, Colton Miller is, is the lock there to start left tackle. I believe Andre James is pretty much a lock, although he's going to probably get a little bit of a push from Dylan Parham, the, uh, the Raiders' first draft pick out of Memphis. But for, And I think John Simpson is probably going to start at left guard. That's not a guarantee, but I think he's pretty much the front runner for that. I, I think the questions are is just right side of the offensive line. I'm still going to harken back to the defense because you're getting yeah. a new defensive coordinator. Uh Patrick Graham didn't necessarily bring in a lot of, quote-unquote, his guys from the Giants. Logan Ryan went to Tampa Bay. Jabril Preppers is not with the Raiders. So 
I, I that's this is why I asked Jesse how are the players taking to their new defensive corner because as I mentioned last year Gus Bradley brought a lot of his guys most notably Yannick Ngakwe who played under him in Jacksonville so you're getting guys who are being exposed to a new defensive corner a new philosophy and those guys have to pick it up because this is a young group so they're still growing and then they have to learn a, a varied system which may be complicated now you can look at it as complex and that's good because then you can attack offenses in different ways or you can look at it on the other side of the coin is it going to be too complicated because that was a criticism of paul gunther that he put too much in the weekly game plan and a lot of it didn't he didn't use it during the game so a lot of players are wondering like we, we practice this during the week are we going to use it or are we not going to use it and that's why you had communication issues so I'm wondering how this defense is going to take the Patrick Graham. That's why I'm going to be looking at the defensive side of the ball, particularly the back seven, not so much the front, the uh, defensive line, because, I, again, not a lot of options there. I know they brought in Tyler Lancaster. I didn't mention him in the last segment, but he also played under Patrick Graham. You're going to have pretty much a rotation. I want to see who's going to win that cornerback number two job we talked about last week. Again, I, I don't, I'm not going to mention his name 50 times, but Anthony Avery is the guy that I'm looking at at camp. Mo, what do you think of Anthony Averett? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be great. Know. But you know what? No, I, I listen, I, I think that was a very under-the-radar – I mean, I think people in the business knew, but I think overall from a league perspective, it wasn't one of those headlines on ESPN about this guy being signed. But for the Raiders, it's a big deal, and I think he's going to show out. I agree 100%. But you mentioned something I think is really important, and it goes back to what we talked about with Jesse Merrick at the top of the show. And that was how this, this, this front office, how this coaching staff does business. I thought under John Gruden, you talked about um, the, the defense and you talked about Gus Bradley going out and getting his guys. I'm doing air quotes. Um, that situation was, you know, you can get really comfortable and go back to what you know. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that's best for the team. With this coach, with Josh McDaniels and his staff, there's no question who's boss. And yes, He's listening to his coaching staff. That's why I think you you saw a Matthew Butler get drafted, right? You saw uh, because uh, of of that staff and who they know and and how they've coached and, and their style, uh, they have influence there. But this kind of hey, just bring in your own guys and do your thing is kind of over. And that's something too that excites me because uh, they're trying to get the best player. It doesn't matter whether he played for you or not. And also the versatility uh, on both sides of the ball. I think Jesse mentioned it. He mentioned Gus Bradley. And, you know, you know you're going to get cover three from Gus Bradley week in and week out for the most part. And I think with Patrick Graham, you're going to get a mixture of, of different coverages. And I think that's the exciting part that I think these players can take to that. Okay, this week we're going to run this game plan. You're going to be able to do this, this, and the third. You know, and, and we'll see how it works against this offense. And I think that's something you look forward to because think about when you go to work on a regular day and you think about your job coming into your job and you know you're going to do the same thing every day whether it's going to work or not for you uh if you get mundane it can get very boring but if you come into your job thinking okay we're going to do something different it may work for you and if it works we'll keep it and if it doesn't we'll scrap it i, I think that's that's where the excitement is going to come in for the defensive side of the ball especially on the front line yeah i do and and i know we kind of know to your point you, you talked about the offense uh, and, and, and the running back situation next show. So we're going to be back on Thursday. We're going to talk about running back. We're going to talk about wide receiver. Go ahead. No, you're going to talk oh, about okay. wide receiver. And I, I was hoping Jesse could get some, get some passes in since he's a former wide receiver. Maybe he can get Carter throwing some targets down the field since he'll be on the other side of the field, get him throw a 50 yard bomb. Maybe should I, yeah, we're going to have that. You know what? That's a great point. I'll, I'll reach back out to Jesse and say, Jesse, we need some video. 
We need some yes. video. You run. I want to know if Jesse can run routes, right? Yes. He can, let's see if he can catch, but I want to see what kind of routes he has. I want to see him run next to Hunter Renfro and see their route running comparison. I mean, the Raiders traded Brian Edwards, so why not? There's, there might be a slot open if Tyron <laughs> Johnson doesn't make it. If the Marcus Robinson gets cut, maybe Jesse can sneak onto the roster. I don't know. Maybe he's got a shot. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we know, for example, we know uh, Hunter Renfro. We know Devontae Adams, of course, in that wide receiver. But you just mentioned a few guys, and we're going to get into that on Thursday. And then we're going to talk about that running back position because, to me, that's one of the fascinating things because you have Josh Jacobs. And and you have some of these guys that I think are going to make and in your 53 man projection, you surprised me a little bit, which is good. And we'll talk about that on Thursday as we break down that running back. Uh, but but it's going to be I also I, it's going to be fun because I want to also draw out for Raider fans, Mo, how Josh McDaniels uses running backs, because that's very different than the John Gruden pound the rock philosophy. Right. It's very different. And I think it's it's more of different guys have different roles. Uh, that, this is why I said I don't see Josh Jacobs getting 200 carries. He's had over 200 his, his first few years. I don't. I think he's going to be in the 175, 190 area because he's going to he's going to lose some carries and touches to Kenyon Drake, to Brandon Bolin, to Zamir White, who I think is going to come out at the end of the year. But it's going to be very interesting. A lot of shout out to Raider fans who've been talking to me about the Raider running back position. They've been giving their input, and a lot of people feel like the Raiders are going to trade. Josh Jacobs or Kenyon Drake or try to trade one of those guys before the season starts. I, anything is possible, but it is an interesting situation because you have four guys who can touch the football and all four guys are not going to get fed, obviously. So you wonder if they're going to pare down one. And it's not probably not going to be Brandon Bolden who comes over from New England. It's not going to be Zamir White who they just drafted. So you're definitely mm-hmm. looking at Jacobs and, and Drake. Are those guys going to be on the roster once the season kicks off week one? Yeah, and I think also on Thursday, we're going to touch on, even though they're not wide receivers, we're going to touch on tight ends too because I really want to dive a little deep on Foster Moreau because I know Raider fans love Foster Moreau uh, and what he showed, especially that rookie season. But what does he need to do to get better? So we'll explore that uh, as we talk about wide receivers and running backs on Thursday. So make sure, again, you subscribe so you don't miss the show. Uh, But we'll be back to talk about that on Thursday. Mo, we're at the end of another show. Thank you, my friend, and uh, we'll talk again on Thursday. I was going to get an extra five minutes of airtime. I got this new camera. I figured, you know, we'd go a little <laughs> longer today. You know, I, the Odyssey checks didn't roll in yet, but, I, you know, is, the more you support, you know, the better it gets. You know, next time you see me, I might be outside and, you know, on a lawn somewhere. So, look out for Yes, that. we are We are looking for that New York-based <laughs> makeup, makeup artist, because Mo's demanding a makeup artist in his contract. And so we're, <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to find it. No amount of makeup can help me, but uh, Mo might be able to. So anyway, but Mo, my friend, thank you, man. We'll talk to you on Thursday. All right, we'll be back Thursday with more training camp talk and, of course, running backs and wide receivers and tight ends. And don't forget, you got to follow Mo. And he's just talking about it. He interacts with his readers and listeners uh, and our listeners on the show and his readers both very active, always great conversation. I've got to give a, a shout out to our good friend, Shashi, because yes. he's always there talking about us. And uh, yes. we appreciate his support. He tells us when we're wrong. He tells us when we're right. Yes. And that's what I appreciate about him. So shout out to him as well. Uh, also, all right. also, also, yes, John in, also, John in North Carolina, who moved from New York to North Carolina, he's also a big fan of the show and my writing. So I got to shout out John, a uh, big time there fan you go. Of, of the show and podcast. Yes. That's right. That's awesome. And again, follow Mo on Twitter at Mo Moten, M-O-E, 
M-O-T-O-N, and read his stuff up on Bleacher Report and Sportsnot.com. You can follow me on Twitter at LV Gully. The show you see in the corner right below me, SNB Tonight on Twitter, and then Silver Black, the number two day on Instagram. And I, Mo said he's going to start doing TikToks <laughs> to, <laughs> to NFL Films Music. So we're waiting on that, but he's got a big plan. He's got his crew together. He, they just need to find a studio to do it. So we're, we're working on it. So stay with us on that one. All right. For Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. We will be back on Thursday. Thank you again. Take care, Raider Nation, and be good one to one another.